Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. This show is about philanthropy, entrepreneurship, positive thinking, and humanity. A show that'll help you make that decision when that hour is upon you. Our guests share some of their experience, expertise, and their stories during their decision hour. You get to hear what they're doing today and how it might help you in the near future. My guest today is the same way. She's doing some great things in the community. I'm going to bring her on here in just a few moments. First off, I need to give a huge thanks to Heroes Media Group, all the great shows and sponsors of the network. To learn more about Heroes Media Group or how you can become part of the HMG family, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Now, as for my guest today, there's I really there's so many things I could I could say about this lady. Um, first off, I'm blessed to be able to call her a friend. Um, and we haven't known each other for very long, but every time we talk, we have a really, really good time. Uh, so it's it's currently she is the president and CEO of Higher Served. I'm going to bring her on right now, Jean South. Jean, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I, pre- I appreciate you being on here today. We're gonna have fun. This is. <laughs> It's already been a good time. So, Gene, let's jump right into this. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? All right. So, um, I was born. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> sorry, everyone. Um, Adam and I have this ongoing banter. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do. But I um, am actually the daughter of Army veterans. My parents were stationed at Huachuca. My dad did some kind of cool stuff out in Turkey. My mom actually was one of the first women in Women's Army Corps integrated with the men to decide, do we actually want to let the girls and guys play in the same army? Um, So I come from a line of kind of kick-ass women who um, have been trailblazers. And so I decided to, you know, keep that theme going, join the FBI at 25, spent nine years as a special agent. Um, loved every minute of it. I built task forces, which was really what lit my soul on fire, connecting people, connecting agencies, getting things done, arresting the bad guys. So I did that in Albuquerque for a year. And then I did it in Philly for eight years, working Russian organized crime in Philly and, um, learned to speak Russian while I was there because as one does. Um, and so after nine years of service in the bureau, um, along the way, I married a Marine and, um, decided that there was something else for me outside of the bureaucracy of the government. And so mid-career, decided to switch it up. Spent two years in leadership and management consulting, working for retired General um, Stanley McChrystal and his team, um, his company co-founded with a Navy SEAL. Um, Really awesome opportunity to take battlefield lessons, apply it to civilian work. And then um, all the wonderful things about consulting where you're on the road and you're traveling and you're seeing the world start to get exhausting. And then you're on the road and you're traveling and you've seen the world. And so I decided that I needed to not do that anymore. And in my path to discover where I was going next, um, was challenged by someone to start my own company. I laughed at them, told them they were crazy, and bought a domain that night and started my <laughs> company. <laughs> Ridiculous. That'll never happen. You're insane. I could never be a CEO. And How I much is this? All right. Now let's purchase this right LLC, now. LLC. <laughs> done. Yeah. So... Um, now running Hire Served, we're a nationwide prior service recruiting firm. So we help companies who want to hire former law enforcement, former military, first responders, reach out into that community, find amazing talent and get them hired. So folks, if you're listening to the show right now, you're already online. Open up another browser and go to HireServe.com. That's HireServe.com. So Gene, 
when, when, how long ago was this when, when you started this? Last summer. Last, Last summer. Oh, so you're very, very fresh. On this. Yeah. And then we, um, so I opened the business under a different name. Okay. And so we haven't been under the name of higher served yet for a full year. I actually had a mentor kind of talk to me and be like, yeah, that's not going to work. You need a better name. Here's your new name. And I was like, well then I hate it. And he's like, I know, give it a day. And of course I gave it a day and I bought the domain and <laughs> like, we know this story. <laughs> This is, this is one of the reasons why I love Jean, folks. Is like, she's like, mm, no, that doesn't work for me. Like the next day, oh, yeah, I did that last night. Don't worry about totally it. It's, all, it's already done. It's already done. Like, holy cow. Yeah. Action. Bias for action. It's one of my things. So let me ask you this for, for the listeners that are, that are listening right now that have family members or, or maybe a friend or something that is um, transitioning, whether it's out of the military or, you know, I, I have a, a couple of family members that are they're retired police officers that mm-hmm. don't like being retired anymore. And they're looking, but they don't want to be like, you know, welcome to Walmart. Here's your shit. Get out. You know, whatever kind of a th- right. <laughs> kind of kind of a thing. Which is like an option. A lot of companies like to tell us we have. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I, I like, appreciate thanks. it. Thanks. You don't want me greeting anybody for that. No. Matter. Um, but <laughs> but so we're not. Uh, <laughs> right. How how so they do they just go on to the website? And, and and then what? They just ask to contact you, or, or how yeah. does that work? So we Explain have the process. Two different, yeah, we have two different sides of our website. So on the for employers tab, if okay. you are an employer who wants to hire veterans or former law enforcement, you click for employers. Okay. And there's a for job seekers. And if you're a job seeker, you click for job seekers. Now, weirdly, this gets super confusing sometimes. And (laughs) sometimes people fill out the wrong form. So if you're a job seeker, we have resources. We have a coaching program that we've put together where I took everything I learned in the FBI about the intelligence cycle and recruiting people because I did some time in human intelligence and language learning because learning to speak a language as an adult is super hard and civilian is a different language than we speak. Yes. So I took all that and created a system that is not easy, but it is effective. Okay. And we teach people how to basically find their civilian career. We start at purpose. We don't do anything until we've discussed your life purpose. And then we go from there. But if you are looking for a job and you are part of the frontline community, go there and you can find resources and hook up with our coaching program. Yeah. I see that you got several job opportunities uh, on the website mm-hmm. right now with this. This is really cool. So folks, again, if you, maybe you're listening to this and you're looking for a job uh, and, and you're in a transition uh, phase, whether you're getting out of the military or <clears throat> excuse me, what, what have you go to hireserved.com. And like she said, the employers, you got veteran owned businesses, uh, monthly hiring partners, um, and, and so on. And then job seekers, current openings, career coaching. I really like that part uh, and whatnot. And you got quite a big, big team here uh, already yeah, for, yeah. for a company that's that's as young as, as you guys are. I see this podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. What what's the, that about? What's, what's, what's the podcast about, Gene? So we just started a podcast, um, actually the day I started my TV show, because why not start wait, 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 every you medium gotta, you, at the same time? And, and, and you're a TV star. I am a star. Just when you thought she couldn't be any cooler, she goes and proves us wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Not yeah. only am I a former FBI special agent, 
and I kind of a big deal. I I I am the CEO president of Higher Serve, but I'm also a TV star. <laughs> Yeah. So um, I have a TV show on an internet channel. So it's actually pretty cool because I feel like if you have just a local TV show, only so many people can see you. Right. But technically anyone can watch. Worldwide. And I know, right? I'm I'm a worldwide web star, basically. Um, I'm a big deal. Um, <laughs> just kidding. For anybody who took that seriously, I am not a conceited ass. Just want to be clear. Um, so... <laughs> My sarcasm I'm, is I'm um, dying here. We stronger. Listen, folks, I told you you guys are in for a real treat today. So <laughs> They're going to hate us both. They're going to be like, oh, my God, you two have to stop. So I um, chat on the show about careers, recruiting, um, living your life, and, and um, really it's about navigating your career with okay. purpose and intention. And so the TV show lets me bring CEOs, various people in my community in the local area onto the show and we talk about all things career. So it might be today we talked to a cybersecurity expert. He's a Marine. He's the managing director of Layer 8 Security. So we talked about one, his career, right? How did he get into where he is? Two, what people should do if they want a career in cybersecurity, where they should be looking, what questions they should be asking, what, you know, do you need certifications? Don't you? It depends on what company you work for, that kind of thing. And then we talked about his Marine Corps because he's in the reservists. He does Marine for life. So we talked a little bit about that. So that's the TV show. And then I do the podcast, which I started on the same day as a TV show because I apparently get bored very easily. Yeah, because you got nothing else doing, right? Nothing better to do with my time. Um, The podcast is really aimed at the job seeker also, but we are doing some pieces for companies too. So it's recruiting and career chat. And so in that, we're talking about what are the jobs we're hiring for right now? What are they looking for? Who should apply? We have our recruiters. We have an ask the recruiter section. So if you have a question that you want to ask a recruiter and ask a hiring professional, you can submit that. And then we can answer that on an ask the recruiter session. Um, Talking to our career coaches about some of the common things that they're seeing within their coaching, just really resources to figure out how to navigate this transition. Um, I found leaving the FBI, everybody thought I was going to have this amazing career, right? Everybody was like, everybody's going to want to hire you. They're going to give you all the money. You've got all this cool stuff. And what I learned is people really want to buy me a beer because they want to hear stories about Russian organized crime. And I mean, who doesn't? But they don't know what to give me a job as. And I didn't know how to articulate that. So I didn't know how to tell them what I had done as a task force coordinator was actually, you know, creating and managing multifunctional, you know, cross-functional teams. That's a thing that America cares about, but I had no idea how to tell them that. And so what I am trying to do is help the job seeker as they're transitioning, start to hear some of that stuff, start to learn some of that stuff and start to know, like, what do I do in this transition and how do I get a civilian job that actually makes sense with my life purpose and my skill set. So you ha- you're kind of a translator or a linguist, if you will. And that, yeah, as- in that's that where that language it, learning right? piece comes in. Yeah. Okay. All right. So my next question is, and this is probably a very ignorant question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because yeah, I'm an idiot. So I mean, whatever. What <laughs> higher served, you guys go out and you, you contact the companies that, uh, now, how do you, how do you do? You just like you know what? We're going to pick these ten companies today. We're going to contact them and see what they have available, and and see if they want 
our help or how does, how does that work exactly? Yeah. And I, so what we do is we start by reaching out to companies who we know love prior service. Okay. So we, we are looking for clients, especially veteran owned businesses. Yeah. Interesting thing that I learned is a lot of veteran owned businesses obviously want to hire other veterans, right? There's no question here. They see the value. Yeah. They're like, Hey, vets, prior law enforcement in, yeah. but once they've tapped out their personal network for hires into their organization, they don't really know where to go. And, and small, medium-sized businesses, um, we don't have the resources that, you know, your corporations have where they can have three recruiters who are specialists in veteran recruiting. So often a veteran owned business will hire a civilian to run their HR and run their recruiting. And unfortunately that civilian doesn't read veteran resumes well. Right. So now you've got a veteran owned business who can't seem to find veterans to hire. And so that's like my favorite client, because I feel like we're bringing them the community they love and adore and understand and bringing that together. But so it's just a matter of finding a company who says, hey, we want help. And then we are an extension of their recruiting service. So we then go meet people, talk to people database search, advertise, all the things a recruiter would do to find talent, we do it for them. And so they can do what they do best, which is run their company, right? They are running whatever business line they run. And then we bring them awesome prior service talent and say, hey, these people are vetted. This is what you're looking for. Interview these five, hire one of them. You're solid. You know, with 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 the transitioning phases and, and w- with what you guys do what's one example that you can give with that you see out there that companies um i don't want to say misled but companies that don't have a full grasp or understanding when it comes to what we call the hero community here at hmg but you know for the veterans or hiring veterans and and law enforcement prior service what what's the disconnect there is it understanding what what it is that they've actually done and is, is cause I, I see a lot of, a lot of it, but I, I'd like to hear your side of that. What, what do you see out there from the, from the business, from the business standpoint? And then I'm going to ask you about mm-hmm. from the em- yeah, from uh, employee. Yeah. So from the business standpoint, there are a couple of challenges. One is the question we hear all the time, which is where do I find the veterans? You know, there's no central repository. <laughs> there's no place where, where our Just community pick it out of a hat. Right. Like people, people ask me and they're like, where's the database? And I'm like, there's, there's not a database. So we all are living amongst you, right? Like we we are your neighbors. We are your friends. Um, We are, we are not all of us, especially law enforcement, right? We're not all walking around with a big sign that says I have served, but we find, (laughs) pick me, pick me. But we find each other pretty well. I mean, I can go most places and I can, without working too hard, find you five or 10, you know, prior service in the room. Um, So part of it is having the network and actually having penetrated the job seeker network. Part of it is the military and, and law enforcement community. We have so many job descriptions. I mean, we are, could be our own ecosystem, right? I mean, the military is its own ecosystem. Right, right. So understanding that, uh, just because you finally found a veteran doesn't mean you found one that does what you want them to do. Right. Um, and so there's that challenge. 
before you even start trying to read resumes. And resumes aren't easy to put together for anyone, right? They're not fun. They're not easy no matter who you are. And the words we use on our resumes don't make sense to civilians and they don't have any context for what we did. Right. And so it's, a, it's really hard, especially recruiters tend to be younger, tend to be, not all of them. Um, but you know, you've got someone who, this is one of their first jobs out of college. They haven't served, no one their family served. And now they're looking at a resume that says, you know, that shows a progression through the ranks. And it's like chief warrant officer. Okay. What's that even mean? Yeah. They have no idea that that's an executive level type of leadership. They can't, they can't fathom that. And if there are certain mindsets in the civilian world where they only want officers because they think only officers have gone to college. Yeah, don't, I know, I see you rolling your eyes. I, Listen, everyone, his eyes are rolling so much, it actually is hurting both of us. And um, it's not true, but someone along the way has told them that. And so now they have this impression. So there's just a lot of miscommunication and there's no time. What, what our community doesn't understand is there's not time in recruiting to figure it out. It is hard. I worked at McChrystal Group for six months as a recruiter alone, right? So in the, my two-year stint there, 25% of it, I was the recruiter. And because we were McChrystal Group, I was getting all the resumes of all the, you know, retiring everybody. Right. And it, I would sit for hours trying to read these resumes. And I would turn to my husband and be like, what in the world does this career progression mean? And sometimes he's like, that guy is a rock star. And sometimes he's like, that guy has never less left an office, right? right? And in a time of combat, there's questions as to why sometimes there's a good reason, right? Right. Like no offense to people who never left an office. There are some people who are really good at being staff and they are called to be staff because they want to enable the warrior. Cool. But it makes you have a couple extra questions right. that you want to ask as to why you were always staff, right? Were, right. Was someone hiding you, etc. Right. Those are questions I wouldn't have known to ask, but for the fact that I've got a Marine living in the house and I'm asking him 101 questions, there's no there's no way a, a, a recruiter who has no exposure to this community could possibly even know what questions to ask. And so they throw up their hands, they move it aside and they move on with life because they're busy and they've got too much on their plate. Right. So like, it's this, it's this it's get, perpetuating it gets overlooked cycle. sometimes. It, and it's, it's e just, it's it, not intentional. Right. It, but it's easy. It's, but, but that's understandable. You know, I, I, I had this conversation several weeks ago with uh, Bruce Benedict who, who, he does a uh, resume writing for guys that are looking for DOD jobs. Yeah. And, and, and he was just like, you would be surprised with the verbiage that people put on their resume coming out. And I, and I was a hiring manager uh, for a fortune 500 company for, for years. And I was like, actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised because I've, I've seen it. What's sad is that you have so many people even, and this was, you know, I did this guy almost nine, 10 years ago already. And I'm still seeing it today. And there's like mm -hmm. you telling me in the last ten years, we're starting to get better at it, but we haven't we haven't pushed it together yet. Well, and here's know. the thing: there's still a disconnect. Uh, there's still like, a disconnect. Yes, and and here's this is my take, and um, you know everybody in this community has their own opinion. Um, I think the biggest problem with resumes across the board, civilian, military alike, is we are not introducing the people. Who are reading that document to ourselves. We are only selling a skill set. So you are writing on a piece of paper, hardworking, motivated leader with 15 years of experience, getting results with 
teams, right? So like you and everybody else who submitted for this job that said that that's what they needed. So you don't stand out. And if you don't stand out and they have something familiar in front of them, which is a normal civilian resume versus ours, it's not going to work. So I actually push people and, and you'll hear me talk a ton about purpose. I actually push people to introduce who you are and who is your core, what is your purpose in your first line of your resume? Because you know what? It is vulnerable and it is real and it connects them to you. And then if they keep reading for skill set and they're struggling a little bit, they might reach out and be like, okay, I love who you are. I don't know what you do. Okay, cool. We can explain that and see if it's a skill set. Right. Yeah. But I just think that that's the big piece that we're all missing in all the job search stuff is everyone is it's so impersonal and it is all like it's like walking up to someone in a bar that you're trying to hit on and being like, this is my bank account balance and my college diploma. Do you want to get married? Like we all know not to do that. Like we're all super clear. And if you don't know not to do that, there's um, a whole other course for you. Um, <laughs> What's your credit score? No, I'm kidding. Right? <laughs> I mean, none of us would do that trying to hit on someone, but we do that trying to get a job and a job is a long-term relationship. What the hell is wrong with us? Oh my God. Just saying, just saying <laughs> the world according to Gene. Uh, here's, so, my, here's my bank account. <laughs> but it's for real, right? Like that's not how we build relationships. We do not start from like data and be like, here's, here's my, like, that's not a thing. You, you try and be like, Hey, what do we have in common? Let me tell you about the cool things I did this week. Like you try to find something interesting about yourself and I'm sorry, I don't even care if you have a lot of money in your bank account. It's not like the most interesting thing about you. And if it is, Oh my God, again, there's another class for you. (laughs) (laughs) There's a, this is one of a three part series folks. <laughs> Apparently, we just came up oh, with two God. other series that we're going to be doing at a later date. We'll keep you posted <laughs> for those cla- for those class times. Whole uh, bigger as well. problem. Oh my Whole God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you know. It's, anyway, it, there's never a dull so, moment yeah. when Jean's around. There's never. never. So yeah. So basically, civilians don't understand what the hell we're saying. Is the bottom line. <laughs> Got it. Folks, again, if you're listening to this, and you should be, uh, open up another browser. Go to HireServe.com. I need you, everybody needs to open this up. And if you know somebody that is looking for a career, looking for a job, uh, reach out to Jean and her team. This is a, I love what she's doing. Um, we've promoted this stuff uh, a bit. We're, we're going to be promoting this a lot more uh, moving forward in the, in the future because it ties in with with everything that we're doing over at Heroes Media Group on the network uh, and whatnot. Plus, it's just her heart's in the right place and they're doing the right thing. So it, it just makes sense. Um, we're coming down on time here, Gene. So I'm going to ask you a question I ask all my guests. Um, your feet are on the line and that that hour is upon you. It's your decision hour. And and we go through life and we have plenty of decisions decision hours in our lifetime. But experience. Uh, tell our listeners about one of your decision hour and what the atmosphere was like going through it. Yeah. So I think the most um, recent and the most 
obvious with starting the business. And for me, I have always dabbled in entrepreneurship, but always been super comfortable with getting a paycheck from somebody else and exchanging my time for what they wanted me to do. And when that person first said, why don't you just do this yourself? Uh, I sort of thought I'm not ready. I don't know how I don't have the financial situation to walk away from a six figure paycheck and decide to be my own business, which we all know is just hard in the first couple of years. You're not seeing all the dollars that everyone you know anticipates that you would see. And I had to really evaluate, you know, what, what do I want? What is my purpose in life? And how am I going to execute that? And how am I going to be able to, to, to serve and continue to serve our community? And as I looked around, I was actually trying to get a job with other recruiting firms. And every time I looked at other firms, what I saw missing was purpose. Nobody was having the conversation of purpose. And for me, what I know is when we leave service up until that moment, we've all kind of been flying under this banner of saving the world, right? I, yeah. I'm in some way, shape or form, feel like I'm saving the world. You know, um, even if you're a cook in the army, right? You're cooking the food that the warriors are eating that are saving the world. You're saving the world. Yeah. And all of a sudden when we leave that bigger banner of purpose, we start working for a civilian organization that may or may not um, have a mission that aligns with our internal purpose. And we get lost and suddenly you don't know who you are and you're asking yourself, who am I? Should I have just stayed where I was? Um, You know, what did I do wrong? What's, What's broken about me that I can't find where I belong? And a lot of uh, transitioning service members get placed into roles because of their skill set. And so no one's asking them what lights their fire, what drove you to serve in the first place, what made service the thing that wakes you up. And it's different for all of us. Just because we've all served and feel a call to, to duty, that looks different for every single warrior I've talked to. And so if you don't dig into that purpose and understand that first, you end up putting someone in a place where they have a matched skill set, but they don't necessarily have a matched heart condition. And when you do that, we're actually creating this identity crisis for our warriors. And when they leave the company because they have an identity crisis and they don't know what they're wanting to be when they grow up, Mm -hmm. um, it creates this feeling in civilian organizations that our community is not reliable and they don't stick around. And that is the opposite of what we want. And so I looked around and I didn't see anyone else focusing on that. And I had to make a decision of, do I sign up to work for somebody else doing something that I halfway believe in and fulfill, you know, partially fulfilling, you know, my, my how is all about connecting, Right. but I knew I wasn't going to be doing it in the way that my soul believed was right. And so now do I start my own company? Do I risk my family's finances? Do I risk my name? Do I, you know, put out there that I have started a company, which, oh, by the way, if you say I did this and then you fail miserably, that could be super humiliating. You know, I mean, that could be hard. Do I put all of that on the line and, um, try to, try to do this that I believe is the right way to do this. 
And so that was my big decision. And it came down to really understanding risk and reward and what was most important in that moment. And so in that moment, I was terrified, but um, the amount of risk I was taking on versus the potential to actually live my purpose and to, to be able to help other people live their purpose and understanding that I could change lives for the people who put their lives on the line for me every day. Like it just kind of wasn't a choice. I mean, it was like, it was cause I had to, I had to decide to do it, but it was just clearly obvious that if I could make this work and live this life that allowed me to change the lives of the people who have done so much for me, then like who in the world wouldn't do it? And so it just, I did it. I jumped in. Um, I won't say it has been like peaches and cream every second. I mean, this is hard. Building a business is hard, but I mean, I, I think you can hear it in my voice, right? This oh, is, yeah. this is you're where I belong. Like, yeah. Without a question at all, you're very passionate about what you do as, as long as I've known you or since in the short period of time, I would say like <laughs> I've known Jean for years, seems like we've known each other forever. Um, but one of the things that every time that I've talked to you and we've talked about what it is that you're doing or anything that you're doing for that matter, you're very passionate, uh, about it. And you can easily pick that up in your voice, hands down. And, and you're always, always wondering how you can help the next person moving forward and whatnot. And that's one of the things I, I definitely, I love, absolutely love about you. Um, one last question for you for the listeners that are out there right now and they're just, their hours upon them, what advice can you give them? Perfection is the enemy of the good. Don't sit around hoping that you're going to get right planning. Um, you know, a lot of small businesses never get off the ground because someone said you can't have a business without a business plan. And I mean, I have a half of a business plan. It's somewhere. And I'm sure there's a professor somewhere whose head is like rocking because there's only a half of a business plan. Um, but, but taking action on that dream is always better than sitting around writing the perfect plan. That's never quite perfect enough. And you never execute. I would rather execute, fail, execute, fail, execute, fail, than sit around and plan for it. And find out that like, oh, by the way, my whole life has passed me by and I didn't live my dream and I did not live what I was put on this planet to do. So if you are thinking about it, if it's in your mind and you've got half of a plan, dude, 50% of a plan that you execute on is better than 99% of one that you never do. Freaking love it. I love it. That's, oh God. Uh, rewind that folks and write that down. <laughs> rewind that and write that down. Gene, I appreciate you coming on today. Is it a blast? It was. It. It's always fun having you talking to you. Like I always have a blast talking to you. Always. Yeah, we always have a good time, and, and I hope everyone really got some awesome value from oh. from what we we're sharing. And any company, again, like I'm veteran-owned businesses is where my heart's at. If you guys are struggling and looking for prior service members and can't find them, call us. Hireserve.com. Get on there right now. Fill it out. Get a hold of Jean and let her help you. Thanks, Jean. Appreciate it. It's been fun. Talk
Ladies and gentlemen, that was Gene South. Oh, Hire Served. Go to HireServed.com. Get your resumes in there. If you're an employer, a veteran-owned business, and you're looking to hire veterans, contact Jean and her team. I'm telling you, she's absolutely amazing. Love that lady to death. Uh, very blessed uh, that she was able to take time to, to be on the show today. And uh, it's not the last that you've heard of, of her. So it's JeanSouthHireServed.com. Folks, that's all the time I got. Uh, for today, make sure you check out Heroes Media Group. Go to heroesmediagroup.com. Become part of the family. Listen to all the other great shows and check out our sponsors. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.